1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of European football for Celtic. Ange Postacoglu's side must beat Mitchelland in Denmark to progress in Champions League qualifying. Rangers know they'll face Swedish side Malmo in one week's time. And Robbie Nielsen says Hearts should be a top six side as they return to the top flight this weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gary Caldwell and Alex Ray. Alex, the new league season just a few days away. European football tonight. It's all happening. Yeah, it's all we play for Gordon uh, as you rightly say Celtic take on Michelin tonight to try and win to progress to the third uh, round qualifiers Hibs and Aberdeen are in very good shape uh, going into their games as well and three days away from the league season campaign kicking off a lot of speculation of players coming and going with all the uh, Rangers and Celtic at the moment Gary Caldwell you're looking forward to another new season it's been a busy old summer with the Euros and now it's back to back to domestic business yeah it has it's, it's been a, a great summer I think in terms of football the quality at the Euros was was superb. I thought from start to finish, a great tournament. Uh, but then you have that kind of ten day, two week period, and you're you're eager for football to start again, and really looking forward to the the season starting. Obviously, European games have uh, the qualifiers have started, but for the the league campaign to get off with supporters in the stadium, it's going to be amazing. 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch And put your point to the panel of Gary Caldwell And Alex Ray tonight You can tweet as well over at Clyde SSB But I say it every night because I mean it We much prefer to speak to you on the phone It is a huge night for Celtic I'll give you the team in just a mm. second Celtic fans, what do you make of the team? There's quite a few big talking points within it What about the overall situation the club finds itself in obviously a period of transition Rangers fans what's on your mind and everybody else it's that week where you can you can dream you can aim high you can tell us all you're going to have a wonderful season and then we'll all start arguing and falling out with each other uh, next week but for now you can get a bit of optimism in 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, right let's start there it seems like the obvious place 40 minutes till kick off between Mitchell and and Celtic, and here is the team. Celtic fans, I want to know what you make of this. Scott Bain and goals. Need I go any further? There's your big talking point. Vasilis Barkas dropped once again, and Scott Bain comes in. It's a back four of Ralston, Welsh, Murray, and Taylor. So very young and experienced back line. Sorrow, McGregor, and Turnbull. Midfield three: Abada, Christie, and Edward in attack. Celtic fans, how do you feel about that team? Biggest talking point clearly is in the goalkeeping position Ange Postacoglu yesterday saying he didn't want to single out Vasilis Barkas And said they were all in it, together all in it as a unit Well he's dropped him tonight And Scott Bain starts in goals What do you make of that? Is that the right call? And secondly, what do you read into that? Is is that Vasilis Barkas done? Lots of speculation today regarding Joe Hart Is that someone you think would... Be able to fix the goalkeeping situation Whatever is on your mind Let's hear it right now 0141 1025. Only one place to start, Alex Absolutely. Ray, the goalkeeper. Yeah, I said last week, Gordon, on the show uh, that I thought Barkas had uh, made a howler in the, in the first leg of this uh, tie. Gave Mitchell in a real good lifeline going back to their own place. And uh, it's the right decision. There's no two ways about it. Uh, you look at some of the, the goals that went in at the weekend. Now, obviously, the defending wasn't great. Uh, however, 
I've never seen a goalkeeper so far away from six shots and goal, big man. It was it was <laughs> embarrassing, and uh, it's without doubt clearly the right one. They need a goalkeeper, and I said last week the priority had to be uh, a new goalkeeper because going into the season with these guys. I don't think it would uh, bode well I mean Gary the full summer And even before that Has been about Okay maybe Vasilis Barkas Had a, a false start Maybe another pre-season Under his belt New manager Different ideas Knows the league Maybe this is the time He's clearly got a pedigree Played for his country Played for AEK Athens In the Champions League And now On the What is it The 28th of July He's dropped again For another huge game For Celtic What does that tell you? I think it says His performances Haven't been good enough He you know the the mistake he made in in a big game where the team I thought played well last week again against Mitchell and deserved to win the game, but the goalie makes another massive error. Uh, the goal against West Ham where his positioning was awful. He's he's allowed far too much at his near post for Antonio, uh, and it's time after time. It's too many. Not only that, he doesn't make many saves on top of the mistakes. I've never seen him yeah. make a great save. So I think it was inevitable. I think when you drop the goalie, there's always the is is this the end? You know, mm-hmm. is there any way back for him? Uh, but it, it looks difficult for him. And I think Celtic need to start building a team, the core of the team, and it, and it starts with the goalie and the two centre backs. And tonight, you look at the goalie and the two centre backs, and I, th- I thought the two young lads played really well last week to be fair to them but they, they are young lads they're going to need help and, and obviously Scott Bain coming in it's very inexperienced uh, I'm sure Mitchell will try and put them under pressure and it's, it's an area Celtic have to strengthen Yeah I mean Alex there is not a Celtic fan out there who yeah. would have hoped to go into a game of this magnitude with a back four of Ralston, Welsh, Murray and Taylor quite clearly yeah. that's not these guys fault and as Gary says some of them yeah. did pretty well last week the, the, the crazy thing is mi- Middle forward That's absolutely yeah. fine isn't it On paper Sorrow, McGregor, Turnbull Abada, Edward Christie Full of strength yeah. Full of talent It's just about The business or, or, or lack of In that department Or I know it's difficult Because of Covid And quarantine And all the rest of it But the back five Clearly is an area of concern I don't think Even yeah. the most optimistic Celtic yeah. fan would admit that Gordon we, we, we were on a show Last week Leading up to the first uh, Fixture And I think most people Phoning in Were actually As you rightly said as Big Gary said there, I know. I actually thought they handled it very well last week. I didn't think Michelin were a particularly good team on the night. I actually thought Celtic dominated the proceedings, hit the woodwork a couple of times. Edward did the one v one, so middle to front Celtic are still very strong. Um, as as Gaz says there, I think the back line, uh, Michelin will most certainly try to put a wee bit more pressure on them because last week they were very tepid. I said to Gary beforehand, and many times did you play in Scandinavia because you're looking to see whether this team can actually step up. Or that was a lot last week, you know, because I didn't see any individuals from Michelin that stood out and goes, "You need to watch this guy next week." So I'm fascinated to see how much pressure they actually apply onto the back line. But it's a good test for these guys because there's a lot of speculation saying, "Ah, there's no experience." But by actually playing in these games Give you that experience mm. Give you that belief That you can actually compete At that level Right Celtic fans How are you feeling Ahead of the game Tonight you've heard the team What do you make of it What about the dropping Of Barkas Scott Bain coming in Joe Hart Rumoured to be A potential solution To the goalkeeping problem How would you feel about that one 01419511025 Jerry is a Celtic fan To kick things off Talk to us Jerry Good evening guys um, um, Right it's about the. I wanted to ask the two guys there because they've both been players and managers. I would like to know what Stevie Woods at Celtic has been doing for years and years and years. Now, he must see these guys because he works for them, I don't know if it's every day 
what can he tell them on the Monday that he doesn't hasn't told them on the previous Monday or three years previous Monday? Because looking at the footage that they must have for every single game they do, whether it's a TV company or whether it's their own private videographer, he must be saying to Barkaz, "You're too close. You're not close enough. You're too far to the left. You're too, you know." Those goals against West Ham were ridiculous, and we know about the goal last week. You pulled his hand away. Now, he's been in charge of... Uh, Stevie Woods has even seen the likes of De Vries, which was, he was terrible. Bain's not the greatest. We've only had Craig Gordon and maybe Big Forster. So what does a goalkeeping coach do, and what can we do with Stevie Woods? Is it time for him to go? Because he's gone a bit stale, or else he doesn't, uh, he doesn't contribute anything. Gary, is it fair to, to blame Stevie Woods? No, I've actually... I spent... Uh, Four days in when Brendan Rodgers was manager And Stevie Woods is an exceptional goalie coach Somebody who works extremely hard Was very respected by Brendan Rodgers And and given even more responsibility than just the goalie coach And I think he will be working hard and analysing But ultimately, you know, what what do you say A goalie that pulls his hands away from a cross that he should catch You know, this is... Don't don't pull your hands away next time (laughs) It's performance related, you know Issues that he will be going over and working with the player. But so what did you see when you were in there then? Because you know, for, for me and, and Jerry and others listening, it's a valid question, not necessarily to point the finger, but we just don't know. We, we don't know specifically what the role is. What, what did you see? A, a goalie coach worked specifically with the goalies, mm. so they would have had four or five goalies at the time. Individually, they would work. Then they'd come into the team environment. And then after it, they'd go away. He would then analyse the. The, the training of the goalies within the 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 training uh, through video then he'd look at games and it's a very specific part of the game and, and area of the game that mm. you know I'm I'm not the biggest fan of goalies I must admit when I well, when just, I play, just in general just, just all in goalies general, right I think you always just look and say blame the goalie <laughs> but it's a little bit unfair uh, but in this instance I think Barkas has been poor. Stevie Woods will will have worked extremely hard, but you know you can take a horse to water. Uh, you can't make it drink it, I mean, and sometimes you have to look at the player. I mean, Jerry, to be fair to Stevie Woods, he was also Celtic's goalkeeping yes. coach when Fraser Forster was there and when Craig Gordon was there, and he was involved in in the Scotland setup as well. So we surely can't have it. You know, we can't be selective on that one, can we? Uh, but it hasn't improved any of the bad keepers. I said the Reese and um, I, th- I and think it's there just now. C- Craig Gordon. With his feet wasn't great before he went to Celtic. If you know that was his weakness, I felt in his game, and and when he went to Celtic, he was he was much improved by Stevie Woods and Brendan Rodgers, in my opinion. And Fraser Foster had an unbelievable time at Celtic. Right, a couple of questions, Jerry. Then first of all, on tonight, is that the right decision? Would you rather have Bain or Barkas tonight? Oh, definitely, Bain. Uh, even though it's like saying, what would you rather do, get burnt alive or boiled alive? You know, so... Tell us how you really feel, Jerry. <laughs> and, um, right, um, okay, are uh, we carrying on the cynical stuff here? Joe Hart, does that fill you with enthusiasm? No, it's going to get worse with Joe Hart. Um, somebody will say it tonight. If I don't say it, I'd rather have Miranda Hart. <laughs> Dear me, he's gone in early quarter past. He's right. You just had to get it out of the way. Um, what? Why? Absolutely. Why then? I mean, he's clearly been at a high level, but maybe not for a while. What is it that right. concerns you with that rumor? 
Well, I think uh, with Joe Hart, um, in the last couple of teams that he's been with, um, I never saw much of him when he was at Roma, but it was, uh, he seems to have a, what we call a, a cauliflower left arm because most of the goals he conceded, he, it went through his, his left-hand side. Uh, there were some shocking goals that he, he, he let in for Man City and even England. Um, but It was good when Lee Griffiths did it though, wasn't it? Yes, fantastic. <laughs> we weren't, we weren't balling um, too much then. All right, let me ask you two because that's doing the rounds. Yeah. Joe Hart looks like it's gathering a bit of momentum. Yeah, Jerry's only one Celtic fan. I've not detected a whole lot of love for that idea on Twitter, yeah. but people can feel free to to phone in and contradict that. It's really where he's at, Gordon. You know, he hasn't played a great deal of games. I think he played ten starts for Spurs last year, uh, mostly cup games and things. Uh, three starts a year before. And then you have to go back to the three three seasons ago where he, where he played 21 games. So it's really whether he's up to speed, you know, what his motivation is as well. You know, he's probably been sitting on the bench most of the last season. Uh, it's just another name that's been thrown in. However, this all stems back to last summer, you know, when they were trying to get Fraser Foster. They waited a long while. And then they've went and got Barkas and it's been, a, it's been a wee bit of a disaster ever since. Uh, you know, for me, Ben's not a number one either. I totally agree with Jerry. Uh, so they really need to get someone in the door. Uh, whether it's... Um, Joe Hart, Joe Hart uh, is, is yet to be seen But you know as, as a lot of people have said Is is he the way forward Long term Is this just a short term fix for them So It's really But they have to get bodies in the door Very soon Gordon Because you can't go into a league campaign With, with Barca sitting around the place And whether Bain is uh, Going to be there for As a number two or number mm. three It's got yet to be seen right, Thank you Jerry. It was nice to speak to you Let's bring in John and Kulsaif And see how he's feeling Let's stick on the goalkeeping theme for now John There's been a big change Scott Bain is in Barkas is out How do you feel about that? Um, I do believe from a Celtics uh, point of view um, Ange Postacoglu would have um, Just with the way Celtic fans feel towards him uh, Scott Bain's been a wee bit more um, feasible Obviously two of them aren't ideal for us going forward But it's the best decision on the night Of course Is that Vasilis Barkas done? Is it as simple as that? Is there still a way back for him? It's, it's another big game that's come around And you know he's, he's been left out Is he still realistically got a future as Celtic's number one after tonight? Has tonight changed anything in your mind? I feel maybe a loan spell would be ideal for him He's obviously got used to the cold And what it's like to work under um, the, the, the floodlights of um, paradise And then obviously with Rangers um, in the mix um, The type of pressure needs to be expected Maybe a loan um, We need to get a, a keeper in That's going to do the job for us um, Whether that's on loan ourselves Just for a season Or if we can get Joe Hart in um, Just to get him on a free transfer And cover his wages Who knows But um, I'd say Barkas his, his, his confidence isn't there he got a good write-up over in Greece, but it's just the money we've paid, the what we've expected from him, it's just not been ticking any boxes. As for Scott Bain, I'd say I'm more of a number three keeper than a number two, but that's what we're basically stuck with at the moment. Let me put it to Alex and Gary again then. Does does Vasilis Barkas come back from this to be Celtic's number one? No, I don't think so. I think he's had too many opportunities, too many mistakes, and... It's probably too far for him now, and I think Celtic. The, the difficulty now is how do you, how do you get rid of him? How do you get some money back? You know, you're never getting the money you paid back, and the challenge for Celtic is recruiting a goalkeeper this year. It's difficult to find goalkeepers one that are available that that probably don't cost a lot of money because I, I wouldn't think Celtic would want to invest a lot of money in a goalkeeper this year. So. 
I think that's where for me Joe Hart ticks a lot of boxes That he's a good age He's a good character He will understand the pressure of, of Celtic He's had that before at Man City uh, Winning league titles The question mark is Is he a good enough goalie? Has he, has he had enough game time over the last few years? It's back to 2018-19 He played 21 games Since then very little But for me he ticks a lot of the boxes He's somebody that can come in In terms of character Tried and tested And, and bring a bit of experience To a very very inexperienced back line To answer your question Gordon He's finished He's had too many chances now Obviously Lennon brought him in Didn't quite work John Kennedy you know, Didn't get the appraisal off him either And then you've got uh, Postacoglu So for me he he's finished there Gary's right They have to try and kind of Ship him on out More, more likely be a, a loan deal Gordon because of the wages he's on You're not going to recoup the money that you lost Or, or, or does he just remain a Celtics number two And, and they recruit well, a Joe Hart or someone yeah, else but What I'm saying is If you if you recruited a, a Joe Hart And then something You know he pulled a hamstring or something And you had this guy coming back in I don't think the Celtic faithful will be sitting there going Oh my god this guy's still in, in the door really I, I think he needs to cut ties This has been one disaster after another Going back to Gary's point about not really investing in a goalkeeper I believe that if Fraser Foster became available, he would throw 50, 60 grand a week at that deal, plus a, whatever it is for a loan deal, because of the impact he had in his last spell, Gordon. To be fair, John, through pre season, a lot of Celtic fans have been, maybe, a, I would say before the weekend, clearly, a bit more encouraged by what they've seen from Barkas, and they feel that he could suit Ange Postacoglu's system with what he expects the goalkeeper to do, with the ball at his feet, and so on. It, might this be another. Temporary one where, where, he, where he does come back In a few weeks time Or, or do, you, do you really think This is the, the sort of Final straw I feel Ange Postacoglu He's given everybody A fair chance um, He's not really Want to judge people On the previous season The way it's looking It doesn't look good enough For Celtic of course When you've had someone Like Fraser Foster For you over the last um, Three, three four um, spells and, and on loan And stuff like that It's hard to to compare It does look as if it's done Maybe we could loan him out And then he could end up Being a great player again And then it could be like A Jack Kendrick And over to Oostend And then ends up going for um, A low amount of money And then becomes a world beater again Maybe it's just Celtic You don't know But at the moment He's, he's not suited for Celtic he's, His confidence levels The mistakes he's made It's just It's not been ideal For what, what, what we are needing Going forward So it doesn't look like um, He's got a future there At the moment no Right I'm going to drop A, a Joe Hart scale right So on, on one end of the scale You've got yes please Sign Joe Hart He'll save us And on the other end You've got Jerry The previous caller Who said he'd rather Have Miranda Hart Where are you On that on that scale John That was a good one For Jerry um, I would say yes Please to Joe Hart But I wouldn't be Putting all my uh, My eggs in the basket With Joe Hart as well I'd be still trying To get some sort of Other kind of Plan B keeper um, Whether it be Let's see Gus For Dundee United For about 300 to 500 grand And then you could I don't know I, I wouldn't be Banking all my, my chickens um, with, with one player again Because we've made that mistake Last season with Barkas You could lose the league again That's 40 million in revenue Going to Rangers Another half For the Champions League Next season again So we need to We need to have plan A And a plan B For every position That we've got We need to make sure That we've got A player for each cover How are you feeling About tonight though John Because it's easy to get Caught up in some of the, the Doom and gloom And worrying about the goalkeeper But Celtic deserved To beat Mitchelland last week And Yeah I mean Does that give you Optimism for tonight 
Uh, the, the blessing of the skies is basically about the away, the away goal rule um, being scrapped. So it could be an extra time game tonight. If we're, if it's down to the young centre-backs tonight. Um, it's going to be a big game for them. So it's down to, obviously, they're playing a kind of five-at-the-back system, three in the, the centre and two up top. It will be a hard, a hard team. Um, it's going to be just down to the, the boys on the night. Angel giving their batting, and that, that could obviously do wonders. But it's going to be a hard game. I do expect it to be a kind of one-each, two-one um Either either way, if it's not a draw going into extra time, it's probably two one either side. But based based on Mitchell and now because we're we're obviously a lot fragile than them. Good man, John. It was nice to speak to you, John and Kosaif. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. More of your calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gary Caldwell and Alex Ray are here building up to a huge night of European football for Celtic. 01419511025 in the phones. Let's bring in Saif, who's on the line. Take it away, Saif. What's your point tonight? Gentlemen, the uh, point is in regards to Big Andrew's appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I do that, Gary, uh, just a quick thank you for all your efforts in the green and white. Uh, lots, of, lots of happy memories when I was growing up. Are you a Hibs fan, Saif? Uh, no Celtic right, fan okay, but, uh, I knew my dad was going to call <laughs> in the night He <laughs> was good at Hibs as well <laughs> What are you thinking about the current crop then? What's what's happening tonight? Um, the main point that I've got is, is in regards to Big Andrew's appointment And the delay in appointing a manager Everybody knew that um, this year was going to be a you know a refurbish um, or, a, or a drop everything and start again um, Everybody knew Neil Lennon was going to be away in, in March time February, March time why do we wait so long to bring somebody in, um, knowing that we've got a Champions League qualifier on, on day X and the winner of the league is going to automatically go into the Champions League next season as well? You know, it's, it's a lot of money to put at stake. It's a lot of pride to put at stake. And whilst I, I understand Ange might not have been the first appointment or the first choice, we had plenty of time to agree a deal with somebody, sign on the dotted line and get them in for the start of pre-season, give them plenty of time to look at what the squad required and get them in nice and early without the worry of signings going into to COVID isolation, etc. and missing key games like today. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone knows the story, Gary. Eddie Howe saga rumbled on for weeks and weeks and eventually it was Ange Postacoglu and, and, and all that. Everyone knows the, the time frame there. Um, but by, an, by extension, though, is the, the the lack of preparation that does that concern you, or is it inevitable? Is it was it ever going to be easy for Celtic to recruit the amount of players they needed in the time in a pandemic and you know and all the rest of it? Mister RFK is on Twitter, but he says every year is the same. You know, we start with what we have and hope it's enough. The back four or five last week was awful. Investments needed when the season ends, not when it's just about to start. Uh, we'll be lucky to make the Europa League, and I think you know, Saif's focusing on the manager, but it's. Sort of a, a a similar point. Yeah, I think the difficulty Celtic had this last year, this year, was no or a, a chief exec going out, new new one coming in, uh, head of recruitment leaving, no manager. So it wasn't just a case of replacing a manager and then looking at recruitment. There was a lot of changes at the same time. In a pandemic, which was was difficult anyway to sign players. So, from that regard, you know I think you have to cut them some slack. It's been, you know, a lot of upheaval and in a difficult period for the club. Now I think they're getting some stability. The managers came in, the chief execs came in. They're starting to sign some players. Obviously, they wanted to be further ahead at this point than they are, but 
you know, tonight's a big game for them, in my opinion, that they, they just have to find a way to win the game tonight to get them to the next round, and then they will be further down the line with other signings. I mean, Saif, regardless of who the manager was going to be, I think everyone knew which players were going, which players were staying, or at least had a rough idea. Could more still have been done on a on a recruitment side of things, irrespective of of who the manager was and when he was going to come in? I don't think it's fair to do that. A manager needs to be able to pick sure. his own players, or at least have a say. Um, at the end of the day, he's going to be um, he's going to be judged on on those signings. I appreciate what Gary's saying in regards to a full you know a full review of the staffing at high level as well. But we knew it was going on for months and months and months. We knew from probably last season or, or, or even longer that season ten um, was going to was going to be um, it was going to be a revamp regardless. So we had plenty of time to think about it. We had plenty of time to put all our ducks in a row. What, um, what, what, what is it about this team, Saif, then that, that's causing us to have this discussion? Because Celtic play a huge game in just over ten minutes' time, and we're not we're not really talking about the game. Something in that team tonight is causing people to. Reflect on when Ange Postacoglu was signed and, and when this player came in and, and why this person's not in place so, so what is it about that team tonight That, that worries you or, or is causing all this? The fact that we've got two defenders That have been signed Or players that have been signed And they're sitting in isolation A defender and an attacking player That could have made a difference tonight Bringing in Ange so late Has had a knock-on effect on the signings It's put them into COVID isolation They missed the game tonight And I hope to God it doesn't come back to bite us In, in, in places where the sun doesn't shine You know? Yeah, I mean, Alex, it's, yeah. it, is, it is glaring in terms of, of the back five, who, by the way, did well against yeah. Michelin last week at times and may well, we, I think, for... I don't, is there such a thing as a, as a neutral when you're talking about the, you know, the coefficient, all, the, all sure. the stuff we spoke about last year, we could be doing with both sides, or well, four sides, going as far as possible in Europe. And, and they might well do that, but clearly perce- perception is important. And you look at the five... It's, it's miles away from what Celtic fans would have hoped Yeah, I would be surprised if any of the five Actually have, you know, a long term Kind of number one starts at Celtic For me, they're all fringe players uh, at best You know, the, Murray's just came from nowhere And there is a concern And that's under, uh, understandable when you look at the actual turnover of players I think there's a big concern I know obviously the, the, the here and now In ten minutes we're going to see a European qualifier gone But the infrastructure's not quite there you're having playing catch-up because of the situation of the lack of leadership to actually pin Eddie Howe down back then. You've then got a knock-on effect to Ange Postecoglou, who is trying to identify players. He's so late in the door, and he's left with the players at his disposal at the moment, which is not ideal going into these qualifiers. And with the money at stake, people can understand mm. that. Now, you're going into a league campaign in three days' time as well, Gordon. So, for me, that would be also a concern going into that mm. with this current group of players. I mean... Carl Starf- Starfeld, yes. easy for me to say, should be available for the weekend, and you know things are, are starting to ease in that regard. What about tonight, Sife? Have you got enough? You look at middle to front, some very established, talented players there. There clearly was not a lot in the game last week. If anything, Celtic deserved to have a, a lead going into this second leg. So, can you manage to find some optimism? I think middle to front will look good. Um, I'm praying to the heavens that it's going to be a one 0 but I'm just. Uh, Awfully concerned that the youth is going to come back to bite us and the goalkeeper situation is going to come back to bite us. Now, I hope tonight goes well and it gives Ange another week to get the players in the door that are in isolation. That will bode as well against PSV. Um, but a week is a long time in football and you might not get that chance if we get knocked out tonight. I mean, Gary, we're funnily enough watching reruns of West Ham's goals at the weekend. By the way, West Ham, I assume, will be more clinical than Mitchell and, you know, when you look at some of the talent at their disposal. 
Young Dane Murray for instance Giving the ball away I mean No one's going to blame him for that He's he's pitched in in a situation Where no one expected him To be How difficult is it Having played the position for For young and experienced Centre backs to, to go and, and try and Cope It's very difficult uh, for, for me I think It's, it's not the centre backs I think Ange Posca, Postacoglu Has A clear way of playing He wants The inverted full backs he hasn't got fullbacks that can do it. Unfortunately, he's seen the first goal against West Ham. Greg Taylor didn't want to be in there. Didn't want to receive the ball in that position. It is a good way of playing, but you need certain players to do it. I would like to see the team tonight. Would you expect to see that tonight, Gary? With I, the same no, personnel? Like to, I was just going to say, I'd like to see him simplify the game. Yes. Simplify the game. Make it easier for players Make players feel mm. comfortable But see at the same time We'll see if that's his style And that's something he wants to build Surely you have no, to stick I've, with it I've made the mistake before as a manager You have to make players feel comfortable You you can't ask players If you ask players to do something That might be the right thing to mm. do But if the players can't do it It's wrong but was, you it have not, to make was it not it working to an players. extent Against Mitchell and last week? No I didn't think it did I, I thought at Taylor at times Was running about the middle of the pitch Didn't Not really want sure the ball to be. Didn't understand And and look It's it's good But that takes time And again Going, going back to the time I spent with, with Brendan Rodgers And it was him That kind of The light bulb went off In my head Where he said When he first came into Celtic He just had to win The philosophy didn't matter He just had to win And the philosophy then takes time and, and winning buys you time Celtic have to win tonight To buy the manager time To implement his philosophy mm. uh, Saif, Joe Hart Is he the solution to the goalkeeping problem? Uh, there's bigger people than me to, to, to make those kind of decisions You know, that's why they're the professionals And I'm not oh, but, um, go on then. On but as a fan would you, Is it one that would excite you? Uh, I would say so You know, He's, he's also had his calam- you know, calamitous moments But he's also got a wealth of experience there um, I'd like to think he would do a job in the SPL and beyond um, but we'll, we'll leave it to the pros my, my, ideally I would like to see Fraser Foster back he knows the club he knows the he knows the, the league he knows what's expected from the Celtic fans I just hope uh, a Joe Hart coming in won't uh, buckle under the pressure of like Gary says must win regardless mm-hmm. of how Saif it was a pleasure to speak to you hopefully we will do it again soon that was Saif in Lindsay let's bring in Paul and Crookston hi Paul Hi Gordon, hi Alec and hi Gary Hi Paul Hi, hi. hi thanks for having me on And it's good to hear the, hear the show back again for the two hour slots That's good um, I Just a brief point here Obviously um, my team is not playing tonight But it was just a wee bit of thoughts about what I think that's a, a Celtic Went through the tough times and hard times And I suppose a fan can kind of reflect on that And see it from the other side of the city now And I just, I don't know that the panel stopped, particularly Gary being an ex-Celtic fan uh, player, sorry, um, in the sense of, I find that a bit odd, maybe I'm looking at it naively here, but you, you've not got a director of football and you don't have a um, head of recruitment, particularly a head of recruitment, but you're going out and buying all these players. Is it not a bit, I don't know, I just find that a bit back to front. Um, and, and just about Peter Lawwell, you know, throughout the years, I've heard nothing but praise for a lot of most of the, the Celtic fans and whatever, saying how they were, I'm always in my own city, Eddie Rangers and whatever. And it did feel like that, don't get me wrong, it felt like that as a Rangers fan, but I would be a wee bit, you know, if I was a Celtic fan, a wee bit disheartened that 
that's a legacy that's been left. Uh, what, what, is this, what about the, the overall structure, Gary? And this is where this is where life in Glasgow is difficult. You just spoke about the need to win, and that's true. I mean, you're talking about needing to win in seven minutes' time. Um, at the same time, building a football structure that's going to benefit the club and hopefully take you forward for for years to come. Is there still is, is that still a concern? Paul mentions you know head of recruitment, director of football, all these things unanswered at the moment. Yeah, I think so. I, I think. What you have to get as a football club as well as there's a need to win You have to know how you're going to win And the club has to have a clear belief in, in how they're going to do that And Celtic has a massive history that, that dictates how you need to win football games You need to win football games playing the Celtic way You need to be attack-minded You need to play with wingers You need to always be on the front foot and want to attack uh, And play with real energy And Celtic have kind of lost that I think Celtic had an obsession with 10 in a row That everything went out the window Anything after 10 in a row Took a backward step Just sat in a drawer Or or they didn't discuss it And then when 10 in a row didn't happen It was like They they then realised the world goes on There's another league campaign next season There's a European qualifier That they weren't Kind of following up processes to make that happen and, and they took their eye off the ball in that regard and now they're paying the price a little bit they're playing catch up and, and they have to do that quickly Yeah the whole business model out of the window Gary's absolutely right uh, last year they decided to keep players who are at the top end of their value scale Edward Christie uh, Ayer as well We've probably got more money Back then as well Gordon And what they've done is Still did all right Out of him though Didn't they No but, but fact, Better doubt, than all right. However If you've got two years To go on a contract I think you're better placed As a, as a, a company uh, Which Celtic were At that particular time And they Threw everything in And you're looking at it now And I think if I'm a Celtic fan Out there Gordon I'm thinking to myself What is the structure Going to be going forward Now there was talk about A director of football Coming in There was talk about A head of recruitment the lack of uh, information coming out of Celtic is that still the model that they want to go? Are they going to start with them? When are they coming in? Who's making the decisions? Because at the moment we're not quite sure who's actually making all the calls at Celtic. Isn't it funny how one team selection can cause to su- can cause such a wide range in discussion? Celtic playing four minutes time and we're we're talking about heads of recruitment and directors of football and Eddie Howe and all the rest of it. Such as the the reaction to one team selection tonight. Um, Paul, what about your own team before we let you go? Season opener. Um, against Livingston, twenty three thousand fans at the weekend. You know you'll play Malmo in one week's time as well. Uh, thanks for letting me come back in there, uh, Gordon. Um, yeah, I mean it's <laughs> unfair, I guess, for a decade or so, um, and how strong we feel that I feel that the team are in with regards to the structure, you know, the team selection we can play, and we've got so many options now. It's, it's brilliant. Um, and no, just even last year, be about worried about Morelos going, but this year, to be honest, you know what? If we can make money, we have to make money. We have to be a business as well, you know. As I've seen Edmondson had moved and whatever, and I think mm-hmm. we have to maybe see a few others moving um, forward. But I think uh, is it Salica? I guess the name up. Sakala. Sakala looked fantastic um, against Real Madrid, and I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see how Gerard tweaks the system a wee bit because I've, I've been reading a wee bit about that just to see how the coaches might move that forward so that well, we're not as stale because we've been using the same system I suppose for the last few years and obviously I don't want um, competition catching on to us but no, I'm really really excited I think uh, if we make it to the, the Champions League I mean it'll be brilliant just to hear that music back at Ibrox and, and good to see fans coming back as well um, you know for that atmosphere and everything like that but no listen thanks for me come back in and thanks for 
for all the contributions to that to that wee point. I was just wanting to make good it good man, Paul. Thank you very much. A big night in Europe for Celtic. Kick off is next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic are underway in Denmark in Champions League qualifying. Two minutes on the clock. Mitchell and nil. Celtic nil. It's Alex Ray and Gary Caldwell joining me, Gordon Duncan. So I like it when the games are on whilst we're on air because we can provide a unique service. Mm. See if you're shouting at the TV, shouting at your husband or your wife or the kids, just shout at us instead. Give us a call and you know watch it with us. Let us know uh, how you think it's going. One thing that jumps out straight away, and I know it's only two minutes gone. This yes. might well settle down, but. I'm feeling a bit knackered watching it, Alex. So um, it's clearly it's been I played at quite a tempo. Yeah, without doubt, both teams have come out the blocks. <laughs> As you said, it's frantic. There's not a great deal of control from any of the both sets of players. Uh, but it will settle down, Gordon. I think they're just trying to assert themselves. Guys, you'd love this, wouldn't you? Great game. <laughs> it's, it's breathless, all right. And like I say, I know it's only a couple of minutes, but Celtic look bang up for it. Mitchell and Dar, as you would expect at home, looks like there's a decent number of home fans in there. It, it is a high tempo, I think. Yeah, no, nobody took more than two touches because the pressure, you know, defensively from both teams has has been frantic. And like like Alex said, I think five ten minutes the game will settle down and, and take some mm. kind of shape. Very interesting. One thing that I think most people would agree on. He'll be judged in time over results, yeah. but he, he seems an interesting enough guy. Hans Postecoglou, well, he does, he's, yeah. he's a good talker. People are going to like listening to him one way or the other. Um, I was interested to hear what he, he was saying about the psychology of this tie, and I think the question was along the lines of how big a boost could this be if you win it? You know, you've got all these supposed difficulties, supposed problems, but all of a sudden you win it, you get into the, the league opener, everybody feels better about themselves, and. He, he didn't really seem to agree He was talking more about You know look It's just about the process And, and trying to, to get things right Irrespective of Of what happens tonight he Doesn't see it affecting Too much going forward But certainly for For fan morale Right We've we've just fielded One negative call After another Everyone's worried Everyone's looking at the back five Is Barkas done People want Miranda Hart Rather than Joe Hart Imagine if this Celtic side Manages to pull this off tonight And progress How much better everyone Will feel about themselves Yeah it's massive for morale and as a coach as a manager you you have to work to a process you know you can't be outcome focused but as you'll find out very quickly at Celtic you need to win football matches so um you know a big fan of him so far from a from a football point of view he seems intriguing how he wants to play the game it's interesting to see how he tries to build the game fullbacks playing narrow and, and different things like that but well you just saw Scott Bain there didn't you taking up the Ange Postacoglu goalkeeper role so whether it's Joe Hart or Fraser Forster or whoever it's going to have to be someone that Ange Postacoglu believes as Celtic fire one in from range Thumble, yeah. it's tipped over the bar no matter what we think No matter what people think About saving shots As the main priority Which is all well and good It's going to have to be someone That he believes can do that job Playing high up the goalkeeper With, Without a doubt He's going to have to be able To pass the ball But First and foremost He has to save the ball And that I think At, at times you can When you want to play for the bat You can lose that You, you focus too much on, on with the ball And ultimately What is the goalkeeper's job It's to keep it Out the net <sighs> Corner uh, kick comes in Edward fires in the volley It goes over Positive spell though This for Celtic Fantastic Yeah great delivery. Shot for Turnbull again Great delivery for the for the corner I love Turnbull when he shoots He, he always hits the target yeah. You know he very rarely You know Blasts the shot way over the bar He's always really Controlled uh, Precise with his yeah. finishing Yeah uh, uh, Going back to the What, what you're saying about Postacoglu Gordon um, 
There is a process to be had But what we do know is For both playing with the old firm Is that there's a real pressure Because if you don't get to these qualifiers The pressure mm-hmm. mounts before you've even Kicked sure. a ball in the league campaign Is this different this season though? I'm not saying Celtic fans would shrug their shoulders If this goes wrong tonight and say Oh well, you know, no worries Wasn't wasn't bothered about that either But there's there's got to be an acknowledgement That this is a this is a big ask And if not this round, then the next round Yeah, We've just spent the first 50 minutes Talking about that back five yeah. You know this is going to have to take a bit of time I know people keep telling you That this is the city where you don't get any But it has to be It has to be With the, with the resources that yeah. he has at his disposal at the moment Never, You're never going to hit the ground yeah. No, I think there's uh, most certainly a, a need for uh, Cam there, there is a rebuilding process, Gordon And it will depend on what they're actually seeing The Celtic public when how they will react If they see uh, tangible changes where as Gary says, there's a style of play, but you also have to get results within that as well. And they might put up with the odd bad result. As long as there's not too big a gap, then I don't think there'll be the reaction, uh, a negative reaction. So it's just a case of how they go about it. You, you mentioned earlier on that they've obviously got a couple of Starfield coming in and then it's uh, Furuhashi comes in as well for the next couple of games. It'll be interesting to see how much football wins the last time these guys played as well. So they still have to fit into... Being fit enough to actually play at that level come the weekend. I suppose though the one thing Gary, which will just kick in when the game's on, and and fans maybe can push all that stuff to one side and just watch a football match. Ninety plus minutes last week, seven minutes on the clock. Celtic are a match for this team. Yeah, even, even, even this just weakened, <laughs> depleted Celtic side is a match for this team, and it, it it looks like it could be there. Just just as you were talking there, I look at the the stadium. You know the size of the stadium. This this is Michelin. With all due respect, Celtic should be beating Michelin regardless of what's went on in the summer, regardless of what's went on behind the scenes. Celtic should beat Michelin. The the next round and and rounds beyond, yes, there'll be tougher challenges, but even this Celtic team, for me, should be beating Michelin. Yeah, I watched the PSV game last week, Gordon, when they played uh, Galatasaray. Oh, my days. They were absolutely tremendous. The way they went about their business. Household names mm. playing for them So you know That'll be a do- totally different challenge If Celtic can manage to go through tonight You do get a feel for a game Don't you Even early yeah. on You know I can't Celtic may well go on and lose this I, I don't know But You can just tell Alex That, that there shouldn't Yeah there's, there's not a big gulf here There's not anything for Celtic to fear They're comfort- yeah. They're away from home And yet they're comfortable They're popping the ball around They've had a couple of chances Yeah Can they build on it Yeah well As we said earlier on Gordon Middle to front for me, Celtic are very strong. You know, they've got some real good, talented players. You know, they're comfortable on the ball. There's goals in the ranks, uh, and it's just about what actually Michelin bring. I thought, I thought Michelin were really poor last week, Gordon. I, th- I thought Celtic should have won more comfortable. They obviously hit the woodwork a couple of times, so I thought Celtic were really comfortable. And I wasn't sure what the Danes would actually bring to the party tonight. I, th- and, I think uh, they're a counter-attack team, though. I thought, uh, obviously, at Celtic Park that might be a ploy, but even here, it looks like they're not very interested in possession. They just want to be a team that. Is going to hurt them on on counter attack and on transition. And I think it was young Dane Murray there, just trying to fire a, a ball into to midfield. Got it wrong. Michelin picked it up and then came forward. So it's a big night for some of these guys, Gary. If it goes wrong, I don't think anyone will blame him. But you know, he's 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 in the movie tonight, whether people thought he would be or not. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity. I think you know he acquitted himself really well last week when he came on in a, in a difficult situation with with ten men. Uh, and I think tonight is a is a big opportunity. You're, I think, you know, Alec will go back. It's a long time ago. I'm a long time ago. But when your career starts, it comes from an injury or or an opportunity. You need that little break, and and he needs to take that tonight. What was your first European game for Celtic? I'm curious. 
That's a long time ago. You make me think here. You can't remember that. That's not on uh, the pundit tonight, by the way. You're off the hook. That's a good question. It's uh, Man United at Old Trafford. Oh, that's not bad, Dave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come listen, on. He's, he's, he's just dragged that <laughs> out there and went, Man, you. Could you know, I, I genuinely didn't know the answer, but I was hoping it would be some obscure qualifier and he was going to say, oh, I remember, and we were, we were up against it and we get beat off some. Oh, you know, we were yeah, up yeah. against it. Oh, yeah, but for a different reason. Is that Old Trafford? Yeah, we lost 3 2. We took the lead twice Nakamura and Venegora Heselink, and then. We conceded Who were you marking uh, that night? Uh, I think it was Solskjaer No not. It would have been Is he still in your back pitch? No <laughs> Oh it was Saha Louis Saha He was a good player wasn't he? Very he good player He was tremendous player. Very oh, underrated oh, well, Quick, that, I think strong. they rated him Man U Everything Very Left good foot, player Brilliant player Right well after that show Of terrible memory from Gary Caldwell <laughs> Let's hope he does better When we play Headed, headed too many balls When we play this <laughs> The Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the Pundit time, it's back for a new season. I think Alex Ray, you were up there last season. Was it sec- second or third in the in the table? I was actually disappointed we, uh, in Monday night when you said that. Did Andy, I not give Andy you a, a leader. Uh, I think you'll find I was a joint leader. But I thought he, did he not pip you? I thought he no, pipped you. Joint leader. Oh, right, my apologies. It's okay, listen, I know he's a favourite of the show at the minute, but honestly, we'll get him. Oh, my apologies. You can, you can tell he's offended. <laughs> 01419511025. If you want to play Beat the Pundit tonight, you have to call before 7 o'clock. And it could be you who takes on Alex Ray or Gary Caldwell. Lines close at seven. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Gary Caldwell in the studio. 17, 18 minutes gone. Mitchell and nil. Celtic nil. But Celtic with a very big opportunity. Ryan Christie, wonderful play. Flicked it through to Eduard. Just couldn't quite get there And the keeper came out and smothered I actually thought it was McGregor But it was Christie It was brilliant He came in off the, the left hand side And there was a little reverse pass It was just over hit And very good movement by Edward uh, Yep so Celtic Doing pretty well out there Still goalless at the moment We'll keep you up to speed Keep your calls coming though 01419511025 Whether you want to talk to us About the game that's ongoing Maybe you're out there looking ahead to this weekend's league opener Rangers fans up against Livingston 23,000 fans in Malmo next week uh, St Mirren fans fan owned yesterday Hearts back in the top flight It really is all happening So pick up the phone 01419511025 And we will get to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time Alex Ray was the joint winner of Beat the Pundit last season Just in case you hadn't heard Gary Caldwell, mixed bag Hopeless no, Not great, I, well I was trying to be polite But uh, yeah, hopeless, that'll just yeah. about cover it um, Robert is in Knightswood Playing tonight Hi Robert Hi how you doing guys Right Robert This is where I'm going to judge you As a man Robert Right you've got the chance To tell me what you said To the producer When he asked you Who you want to play Don't back down now Don't don't be scared no, no. Cause, Go on Who was it No no I said I'd rather play against uh, Alec Ray I've done a few uh, Speaker nights with him And his partner's horrendous his So part, I just like Kind of embarrass him online His horrendous So that's why I wanted to play well. There we go I'm not even responding to that I'm watching football you Don't be, bother me with that carry on That'll be the last speaker's night He shows up at <laughs> Anyway I'll know one thing I've not been there a lot up in uh, Royston Nicewood I said Oh did you? Sorry uh, I thought you said uh, Royston no, nice It was me It was me It was me Ali and Joe Miller I, I tell you what 
Alec was better than Joe I'll tell you that right now well, Come on that wouldn't be too Oh poor Joe's <laughs> not here to defend him. What is this? We Joe's sitting Shouldn't it Ranny Anyway oh, right Heads it's Alex Ray You'll get your wish Robert's a Rangers fan by the way yeah, this, is, this is what you get off your pals In yes, this show this right um, heads, We made a few quid for charity that night I remember it well Heads it will be Alex Ray With his horrendous patter As Robert says Tails it will be Gary Caldwell Who certainly isn't much better Let's see what we've got and it is, by the way, I've not done anything to shake off my reputation from last season. It's been tails every night this week. Sorry, Gary Caldwell up against Robert. So I'll give Gary Caldwell something else to listen to. And he's gone. No? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. I'll tell you what, right, just get out the room. I said this week, we're in a new studio this week and it just doesn't quite work the way it used to. Because see when I gave Gary Clay yes. through there... I could hear it as well <laughs> David Bowie Which was problematic Right Because I need to be able to hear you guys So anyway Right Robert 30 seconds on the clock You're up against Gary You just answer as many questions as you can And if you don't know it You pass and move on Is that clear? It's a wee bit unfair But can, can Gary not be in two rooms at once Besides his heat? <laughs> good job he's out the, Good job he's out oh, the studio And he can't Robert. hear you Honestly Robert He's got a baseball bat Robert He's battered me He's battered big man Honestly You two should have wore your shinnies tonight Robert is absolutely flying in Right okay A bit, a bit unfair if you ask me But anyway right 30 seconds on the clock Robert And your time Starts Now Who did Rangers play in their final league game of last season? Oh uh, Pass Which English player joined Celtic from Scunthorpe in July 2010? Cooper Name any Scottish Premiership side Simon Murray has played for Hibs Which Scottish League 2 team are nicknamed the Warriors? Aloha Alex Gogic plays for which national team? Cyprus Where did Man City play before the Etihad opened? Main Road Who have Celtic drawn in the last 16 of the League Cup? Hearts Okay, let's bring Gary Caldwell back Where is he? By the way, oh. you're you're up against it here because not only was Robert that he was Robert was slaughtering you as well. Honestly, he was, he was actually in, insulting you and everything. I'm not it even going to repeat it. Half your heat was in here, and half was in the other studio. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Robert's like just not a schoolboy there, getting <laughs> right. Robert's decent as well. Are you ready? Thirty seconds on the clock, Gary. Your time starts now. <sighs> Who did Rangers play in their final league game of last season? Aberdeen. Which English player joined Celtic from Scunthorpe in July 2010? Gary Hooper Name any Scottish Premiership side That Simon Murray has played for St Johnson Which Scottish League 2 team Are nicknamed the Warriors Dumbarton Alex Gogic plays for which national team Latvia Where did Man City play Before the Etihad opened Main Road Who have Celtic drawn In the last 16 of the League Cup Oh i just seen it uh, St Man. I don't know <laughs> Robert what do you think Chocolate <laughs> Toffee, Robert, Toffee. <laughs> Do you know what was weird about, about Gary's performance From my perspective He got loads of the ones That I didn't expect him to get Yeah And then Messed up some of the easy ones Let's find out Who did Rangers play In the final league game Of last season Robert Knights yes. Big Rangers fan Didn't know Aberdeen. Gary Caldwell well knew Aberdeen 1-0 Gary Caldwell You guessed that in August Didn't no, you No he that. was straight in You could yeah, tell 4-0 That's right yeah. Which English player Joined Celtic from Scunthorpe In July 2010 Gary Hooper both got it Gary stays in front Name any Scottish Premiership team Simon Murray's played for He had the choice of Dundee United Hibs or Dundee So it's an equaliser for Robert I can't remember Where? which one he said I think it was Hibs Stenhouse Muir Are the Warriors I shouldn't know that None of you got that Alex Gogic plays for Cyprus So Robert goes one in front You did know Main Road But so did Robert He stays one in front And Celtic have drawn Hearts 
in the League Cup So Robert stretches his lead He's done you by two Well done Robert Any hard ones? Any hard guys <laughs> I can play next time? <laughs> he's very chirpy for I a Rangers fan Barry. Who can't remember the last team his side played in the league But you know what they A win's doing. a win A win's a win Robert Give me credit He's come on he's battered me He's battered you Right go and enjoy it He's one of the guys in fairness And he has backed He must have been fighting George Square He's backed up my time a wee bit here guys He's backed it up Well done Robert The sign ball's yeah. on its way I'll get Gary to drop it off On his way down the road No my doors not that big <laughs> Robert was honestly oh, But do you know what I was a bit worried That the The pundits were just Because they've won The last two nights So Gary right. thanks for, for Balancing it no up problem. You need to give the listeners Some uh, some credit Right 25 gone Mitchell and nil Celtic nil David Turnbull with a corner And it's cleared away um, But Alex you have to say Celtic yeah. still giving A good account of themselves yeah, very comfortable. Uh, they have the majority of possession. They really haven't troubled the goalkeeper as such so far, Gordon. You know, there's been a few balls threaded through. One to Christie there, just overhit. One to Edward. They're just looking for that final ball uh, because they're looking to try and penetrate in behind. Gary, you've been impressed with what you've seen so far? Yeah, I have. They've been in, in total control possession-wise, but I think Cut Mitchell edge. and they're comfortable with that. You see there when they're defending, they had eight, nine players within the width of the goal. They are... Very defensive and, and they're going to try and pick Celtic off with a mistake So it's it's going to be a nervy night I think I think there'll be, you know, the odd goal could win this uh, Yeah, not too much for the, the, the you know, the much maligned back five to, to deal with Alex You have yeah. to say, Scott Bain's been pretty comfortable with the ball at his feet when required And um, that inexperienced back four has stood up pretty well Yeah, as as I said uh, from the first leg I didn't see a great deal for Mitchell and going forward They were very tepid Uh, I haven't seen anything in the open 25 minutes gone To suggest that they'd be troubled But uh, obviously there's over an hour to go So, you know, if Mitchell and are going to do anything But Gary's right, they're they're just getting bodies back They're very kind of patient They're not throwing caution to the wind because they're at home so it's up to Celtic to try and break this rear guard down Right, 01419511025 on the phones What's on your mind tonight? The league season's just a couple of days yeah. away It's just, it's just always a strange build-up now Where you, you get distracted midweek If that's the right word by European qualifiers They're obviously huge games But we're continuing the build-up to the Premiership opener as well So get your calls in 01419511025 Leanne is a Rangers fan from East Kilbride Are you looking forward to this weekend, Leanne? Oh, absolutely Um I just want to come on and say, obviously, that um, we as season ticket holders have been for several years at Ibrox, and this is the first um, game that we'll be at in 16 months, as you know. So we're all very much looking forward to it. My son, who's 11, it's his kind of first title that he's seen as win. So um, absolutely looking forward to it, and I don't want to be distracted by what's happening over at the other end of Glasgow with their, their goalkeeper, etc. I just want to make it known that, obviously, Rangers are... Very much ahead of Celtic, and uh, we're very much looking forward to getting back at the weekend. So, so you've, you've been lucky I, enough to get get tickets for this weekend. Yep, we're we're successful in the ballot for the weekend. So um, yeah, this Good. is the first game, obviously, like I say, in sixteen months, and we're really looking forward to getting back there. But I think this is just a start of it. To be honest, I don't think. I mean, <laughs> looking at what's going on over there, I think we'll be. Two, three, four in a row maybe What's your thoughts on that? I think See the thing is First and foremost Our first point was That you can back into the game After 16 months I think that's a real bonus For everyone to get back Into the grounds The numbers seem to be Going in the right direction Hopefully in a couple of weeks We can get to a full house For, for everyone concerned And I just feel as if Rangers are placed Pretty well I think they're strong In all positions They have a structure And infrastructure in place At the moment And with this Champions League Situation at the end of This coming season We've obviously got to Take care of this 
campaign for Rangers and Celtic as well and, and the other teams so uh, it's a big season because financially it could be a boost whoever goes on to win this this campaign it might set them up nicely mm. for a couple of uh, beyond that don't get me wrong Gary just because one of these things happen doesn't mean the second one automatically follows but I, I wonder about you know Leanne's projection of kind of three and four might well happen but re- remember there was a time when Celtic not so long ago were battering Rangers and everyone said Celtic are going to win the next five they're going to ne- win the next ten titles and and football just doesn't work like that And Celtic fans found out last season That things can change very quickly I don't know if that will happen at Rangers But it's worth bearing in mind Before we start worrying about Three or four in a row Yeah without a doubt I think they're in a good position As a football club I think They have backed the manager uh, Very well You know to, to think There's not many Rangers managers Don't win anything for three years And are still in a job So in fairness to the club They, they provided Stephen Gerrard With the time and the money to, to get the success. I don't think he'll be there for, for three or four seasons, if I'm being honest. I think, you know, there's a job down in England that I think he'll be the, the next manager. Uh, so to say that Rangers are going to build this kind of dynasty, I think, is is a bit early. Uh, but without doubt, this season, they're in a good position. I think I think one of the things as well, um, obviously Stephen Gerrard has uh, been given that time and, and he's delivered uh, in the third season, Gordon. I think the infrastructures at Rangers are now in place. Ross Wilson's been a key figure within that because he is actually the guy who's putting all these football departments. You know, we've often spoke about the need for Celtic to put that in place just to try and get these structures all in place so that you can actually have a structure regardless of the manager coming or going. And I, and I think that's very much in place at Rangers at the moment. It's, listen, I don't think you should get ahead of the, the game. We, we were talking about that earlier on, Gary and I, and... I think it's important just to focus on this season. When you start going into threes, fours and fives, it's, it's irrelevant because it, it's just about the here and now. Rangers will be chasing 56 this season and I think that's what you should solely focus on. Uh, Celtic building another sustained attack but the former Fiatchenko. Celtic defenders, Fiatchenko down, taking a bit of a, a sore one in, in the head. Um, Leanne, what in particular excites you about this season? Is it the fact that you know you get into it as champions and that's a new feeling for a while? Is it the fact that the fans are back? Is it a combination of both? Combination of both, um, and just just back on the point there about Stephen Gerrard maybe not lasting a couple of seasons. Regardless of whether Stephen Gerrard's here, we've built up a great team. We've got um, a, a great season ahead of us. And to be honest, to see um, this new Celtic manager, he won't last. Guarantee he will not last. He's this is the case he all over again for Celtic, and I'm just going to sit back and enjoy every minute. Well it's difficult to say How it's sort of going to play out uh, The one thing I do know is, is He's got a total rebuilding job to do we've, we've, The first what, hour of the show We are pretty much talking about They need four players to come in at Celtic How quickly they get up and running How much time the board Because I think that's an important point That the Gary made I, I think there was a recognition Where Rangers were when Stephen came in And it was clearly a rebuilding job But you know If you if you were thinking you were uh, Immediate success Competing against Celtic Where they were at Then you were delusional um, So I think it's important To give people that bit of time but it's what you do within that time if you can see uh, kind of progress in the right direction. That's what I said earlier on. You know, it's, it's okay saying we've got a project and we're looking to go forward. But if the supporters don't see that, then they won't buy into it. It's a fair point about fans, though. There's going to be a number of players in this league who've never played in front of fans before, who came last season and, and played and have never played in our league in front of fans. So you're going to have that's new for them. And then for the supporters themselves, Leanne talks about her young family. Yeah. I was lucky enough to go along to the, the, the Motherwell game against Annan at the weekend in the League Cup and it actually did dawn on me there was a, a couple of youngsters round about and I, I thought I wonder if this is their first 
ever football game because they might just have reached that age Absolutely. in the last eighteen months, and then it was taken away. We we could have a whole host of it. I'm getting a bit misty eyed here. You know that of young fans who maybe fell in love with football over the summer due to the Euros or have been chomping at the bit to get to go to the game. I, I hope we savour all that. I hope we I hope we realise what it, what it can mean to people to yeah. get back in. Well, listen, uh, listen. I think we've got Leanne on the, on the show the now, and he's talking about taking their kids. I hope because of the Euros and because of what we've had over this course of this pandemic, you know, people have been starved of football. It's became the norm to watch it on TV. But I think there'll be a real thirst for people to go and watch live football because there is absolutely nothing like it. I, I, I still love going to watch games now, and even when I'm not watching. I'm sitting in my back garden watching it on the iPad. You know because. It's just your national sport there's, there's no better feeling Than being there though In the stadium a live show You Nothing. know Seeing the, the whole pitch Feeling the atmosphere yeah. And I think That you know That will have a massive Effect You know Next season On, on clubs And brings different pressures Brings different expectations To, to clubs So uh, it'll be great to have them back and, and to see hopefully full stadiums very soon. I think when you listen to the players as well, it's been a you know, some of the, the, the games that was only 2000 at the game and you get post match interviews for the players and they're going, Oh, it uh, makes so, some difference. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, surely, as a footballer, Gary, you're growing up, you want to think, I want to play in front of the big uh, big crowds because that's what gets you going. Yeah, I mean, the numbers for the opening weekend, we touched on it on last yep. night's show, Rangers at 23,000, which is almost 50%. There is, there's a bit of frustration still. I think if you're a Hearts fan, for instance, you're looking for a bit more. Um, Motherwell getting a fair amount and, and giving a good amount to the Hibs fans to come through from Edinburgh as well. So there is a, there's a lingering frustration, but at least it looks like we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, listen, I think we, we're really hoping that we can actually see some uh, progress to getting the stadiums full, Gordon, because we've seen it in other places. We've seen it down in England. Uh, I was, and, I was and just going to say at Wembley for, for the final it was well practically full mm-hmm. with the people that broke in and and then yet you know three four yeah. hours up the road it, it just seems God no, we, we seem guys we, see the thing is we we um, we want to get as many people we're seeing uh, progress of the crowds going in the right direction Gordon but there was there was periods where you were getting less than what was already here in Scotland a couple of weeks ago for the Scotland mm-hmm. International I think that was a source of frustration for people but we're getting in the right yeah, direction like so we can't look back. Um, right, 34, 35 minutes gone in Denmark Gary, how would you sum it up at this stage? I think it's good uh, they're, they're in total control of the game They just have to be aware uh, On transition when they lose the ball That, you know, Mitchell and Dar Are waiting for that opportunity There's there's had a few moments with Bain Playing out for the back where he, He's trying to play, the options aren't there And he's had to put, put his foot through it Again He's trying to drop one in the middle of the park here and, and they've got out. But Mitchell and they're waiting for that one opportunity and Celtic have to be aware of that. And also, they've, they've played between the lines very comfortably. Then it's that final pass, final action. They, they need to get that right because I think I think one goal could win this. Very tight, Gorn. Yeah, the, the, the performance doesn't quite match some of the... I'm not sure negativity is the right word, but you know maybe just some of the, the concern before the game. Alex, that we saw, and there's another, it's a good ball in. From the right hand side, yeah. Edward just can't quite get his head on it. That, you know that was a lovely ball there because we're saying a badass normally sets in the line, but he just checks in his left foot, puts a lovely ball round the face, and it just goes away from Edward. But right idea. Right, how are you feeling out there? What's on your mind? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Is it the Celtic game? Is it the season opener for the likes of Rangers and everyone else this weekend? Is it European action for? Aberdeen and Hibs Whatever you've got 01419511025 It's a great time to call 
Because we could get your call on next And I'll give you a full time teaser as well Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary Caldwell and Alex Ray are here at 01419511025 If you'd like to join in in the big game over in Denmark It's still Mitchell and nil, Celtic nil. Performance wise, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will be delighted The Celtic side have been the better team throughout But stay away from the cliches, goals change games and all that Alex Ray, yeah. they, they need to try and, and try and make it count Yeah, Gordon, they actually have to register a shot on goal They haven't troubled the Mitchell and goalkeeper but they have more or less uh, kind of gained all the territory up until a point. Um, it's, it's an interesting game, Gary, because I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, for a team being at home, I don't see much adventure coming forward. It's a strange one. I, I, I don't think they're a great team, eh? No, they, th- they, they I don't I think to the first me. game, like we said, but I was thinking they maybe just approached that away from home and, and kind of went cautious, but they've been... The same if not worse tonight In terms of how negative they've been in their approach So uh, they're, they're expected, clearly looking to make uh, Kind yeah. of prey on a mistake that Celtic make I actually expected a lot more from them I expected them to come and have a go They've obviously got the home fans It looks as if there's a decent enough crowd in But they mm. don't seem as if they've got that intent To go and win the game I think as you say It's just picking that moment and transition Especially when the weakest part of the I'm team just gonna is going to say I know well, I mean they'll, they'll know fine well The level of analysis that teams do at this level of European competition They will know how inexperienced that Celtic backline is And they, they've not really made any real effort to test them Don't want to speak too soon as Mitchell and attack um, But yeah, they've not they've not really gone at Celtic yeah. at all No, they haven't And, and the interesting thing is uh, The boy Welsh got uh, a yellow card earlier on Gordon, So he's going to have to be Careful. cautious of uh, kind of steaming in And it was one similar to what you saw In the open exchanges Where he went for a tackle When the ball went through the guy So You'll need to be careful Right I need your help I need your help on something Something that we do every season It's the full time teaser You send the questions in And we catch the pundits out That's the way it works But it only works if you send the questions So if you've got anything out there Even an idea Full time at Clyde1.com Send me an email And I'll add it to the list And I'll read your question out on the show It can be anything you want Something along the lines of this This is a good example From Jamie in Coatbridge So thanks to Jamie He wants to know Can you name The 10 players who got 10 or more goals in the Scottish Premiership last season. Edward. So it's a very simple question. I can't promise you that the answers are simple. 10 players got 10 or more goals in the Scottish Premiership last season. Can you name them? Edward. He was the top scorer on 18. Yes. He was the second top scorer on 14. Well done. Tavernier. Yes, he's in 12. I'm going to go for Deutsch. No Okay we'll leave it there Your first wrong answer So we'll leave it there 10 players who got 10 or more goals In the Scottish Premiership last season Name them Edward Nisbet Tavernier 7 to get And just let me remind you Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address Send your questions in And I will read them out on the show Can I, can I just throw Edward in uh, No Edward uh, Morelos oh, Go on then He got 12 as well Okay so you're at 4 uh, out of 10 I did We'll leave it there We'll leave it there Celtic have a set piece to defend um, We'll maybe just stay with it We're going to bring in Brian in Bishop Briggs in the not too distant future But let's see how Celtic defend this first Yeah, but 25 go, yards out Go for another cliche It would be a terrible time to concede Because they've done pretty well And there's only a couple of minutes to go Until half time But they do They deal with it pretty well And it's back with the Mitchell and Keeper Brian in Bishop Briggs What is your point tonight? Hey guys, how you doing? Good thanks How are you? Are you well? 
Aye, not bad, good not bad. Stuff. Good to have you back, by the way. I've actually missed you, funnily enough. So nah, you'll not be g- 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 Give it a week, Brian. Give it a week. <laughs> what it is, um, I'm actually just on the night because I saw something online, and I don't know if it's true or not, obviously, but um, I saw that Rangers could potentially be linked with Gary Cahill as a signing. Um, now, I just came on just to obviously get the panel spots to see if they think that would be a great signing or if, what they think. Yeah, I saw that one, Alex. Yeah. I don't know if it's any real truth in it, but... It... Anything's a good suggestion at this yeah. time of year in terms of debating it. What do you think? Yeah, listen, I think it would be a good signing. I think he's been a very good Premier League player, Premier League winner, and uh, you know. But I have to look at what they've actually got at their ranks and their disposal Rangers, and they have top heavy centre half. So I don't expect another one to come through the door. You know, Edmondson's probably going to go to Ipswich. Yeah, so that, gone, deal, yeah. that deal's done. So that that reduces one, but I think there's still another five uh, centre halves there. So I don't see it. I don't see another one coming. Gone. Clearly a great pedigree, but yeah. the Rangers Agent. need him. Do, do they need him in any way, Gary? For me, characters of that age with that uh, amount of games, Premier League winner, like Alex said, I think they're invaluable for for you know big clubs. I think Jermaine Defoe is a case in point where he's not mm. played every game, but great asset for the squad. Good for other strikers. I think Gary Cahill will will come into that category in, in a sense of developing other centre-backs, defenders, bringing a winning mentality, bringing a professionalism daily. You know, I, I think a player like that mm. is, is always good for, for any club. Gordon, I'm sorry, just, I, I want to give you the five players that they would have to, you know, you have to kind of get the balance of the squad right as well. Golson, Holander, Katic, Simpson and Balogun. So... For me, another centre half into the mix there, it doesn't quite work. What do you think, Brian? What's your own? What are your own thoughts on it? Um, I mean, as far as experience and that goes, I mean, I, I agree with the guys. Like he's got plenty of it, and Premier League winner and stuff. Like he, he knows what it's all about. And I think if he come up here, he could settle in well in regards to like playing as playing as playing as a centre back basically. And I think he would do well. But I saw as well uh, from well the article that I saw. I was uh, looking at it and it said that Rangers could potentially be paying up to 35 grand a week for him. And I just think paying that amount of money for just a bit of experience, I think we're, we're solid enough at the back. Uh, just like Gary said there, I, I think I think that we've, we've got enough we've got enough players at the back to actually cope. Uh, we've certainly got enough players at the back to uh, win the, the league again. So I don't really see the point in bringing him in. So I think I think Gerard's done an amazing job with signings. And I think... Um, he has built a foundation at Rangers and I think just bringing Cahill in I, albeit like I said plenty of experience but I just think he would be a bit of a waste to be honest I mean Alex per- particularly with what Rangers did at the back last season with that, that clean sheet record and it's not like they've they've lost anyone and if anything they've, they've kind of gained because Katic is now fit yeah. and, and he wasn't um, yet Edmondson has left but Jack Simpson came in towards the end of last season anyway so when James Tavernier lifted the trophy above his head and you already start thinking about next season I'm not sure many people would have identified a, a centre-back f- for Rangers yeah, yeah, absolutely and listen, uh, the caller there, Brian's talking about the, the potential money that you would actually give him I would suggest that you give Goldston a, a, a well, very that's, good... Well, that's the, the next talking yeah, point is it, it get him a new contract Absolutely, because the, the, what's what's been evident and, and I think it's important continuity what he brings to the table We were at games last year When you can actually clearly hear The leaders on the pitch Golson was the most vocal player at the back He, he started every minute of the, every game So 
You're looking at that Gordon You're thinking to yourself He would be the one I would be looking to try and tie down Because what that does is It just gives you that Because for me He is the number one centre half At Rangers out of the five That I've mentioned mm-hmm. Because what you did see Over the course of the season We mixed and matched Whether it was Holanda, Balogun Simpson came in latterly uh, The second part of the season So for me He is the, the main centre half Gary have you seen much of Rangers over pre-season We were talking about it on Monday it's, it's the best time of the year right Because if you get a disappointing result You can just brush it off and say Ah it's pre-season Who cares But if you get a good result you got brilliant Look at us We're magnificent And that, that applies to <laughs> to all teams And it was good fun going through it Because Rangers fans were on And kind of saying Yeah I was pretty annoyed At getting beat off Tranmere But I'm, I'm buzzing that we beat Real Madrid Albeit you know, not, not their full strength Still a very good team Have you seen, seen much of them? I've seen the Real Madrid game And I thought they were excellent I think I think the word continuity Alex used it is is key to Rangers. They have a clear style of play. They play four forty three very similar to Liverpool. They understand that uh formation inside out. I would like to see the de- a development of another formation, something that they can use to to change to 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 adapt to. Whether they go to that, I don't know. Be interesting to see how Patterson and T- Taverni how they come into the team. Do they both play? Does one play? Uh, so there's there's little things, but in terms of the the way they played, the physicality, the energy they have, they they were very impressive against Real Madrid. Gordon, you know, we were talk- Gary makes an interesting point there because uh, Stephen Gerrard threw a line out a couple of weeks ago and then it caught everyone's attention about Patterson mm-hmm. and uh, Tavernier wh- whether they would be able to play. Later on in the game They went to a 4-5-1 mm-hmm. Which was interesting Because it gave you an idea Of Patterson playing at the back Tavernier stepping forward one Did you but, like it? Did you like what well, you saw? I think it was Andy I think in the other night I'm not too sure at this stage Yeah well It's interesting because It depends on what level You're playing at Because mm. it's not often Rangers will play with a five Across the middle of the park Because Domestically they'll play With more players offensive So I think that was him Experimenting with Gary Sainfe He's tried and tested I would like possibly to see a back three as well with, with two wing backs, two two central midfielders and then you still get the three up top. So I think there's a real, as you say, it's about developing mm. what they think they need even, for, for even any part of the challenge. Kent, Kent in a 10 behind two strikers with a back three. Parson playing as a right centre back for me would give them real energy and drive down that right hand side. I think but you don't see the other way about guys because I thought they would play Tavernier uh, as a right centre back Because he's got the physicality To bomb up and down also I think defensively Patterson would be better I think Tavernier at that back post Would, would be a worry for me Defensively I think Allowing him To go forward To score goals To set set up goals yeah. And and allowing Patterson To drive out with the ball mm. I think it was Sheffield United The first team that done it With yeah. the, the overlapping centre yeah. back And then Scotland done it Obviously with uh, Tierney and Robertson So I think it's a, for, a formation I'm sure they'll, they'll have looked at okay. Brian what have you made of it At the moment You've obviously got Livingston On Saturday And then Malmo next week How are you How are you feeling about it all? Absolutely buzzing To be honest Absolutely buzzing I can't wait for the new season to start uh, I'm, on, I'm online looking for tickets And all that And I can't wait to try and get into The Malmo game Because I know we're looking for that full capacity So I'm absolutely buzzing for it Can I just say one thing Before I go um, uh, Come on I come on. I think I'm going to need to uh, beat the Punda again one night because I remember. Well, Gary will remember uh, when Charlie McGrew was on. I came on. I ended up beating him. Uh, but 
I got the ball and it was it was brilliant. It was my pride and joy. Blew it up more that and the dog. My, my girlfriend's dog is absolutely <laughs> destroyed the ball. So I think I'm going to need to come on again at some point and try one. Oh, it depends. Like, well, I don't. Do we take pity? Do we send? Do we send a replacement? Or do you need to earn it? What do you think? Have, have you got rid of the dog or the girlfriend? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm considered I'm getting rid of both. <laughs> oh, well, I'll have a word and see what we can do. But Brian, that that was brilliant. Thank you very much, Brian. In Bishop Briggs, it's been a it has been an interesting week on that that front, Alex. Because we're now getting calls. Listen, when you, when you win the league, it's a great position because you're, you're in a position of strength and you can look at those wee tweaks. Because you always want to get better. You can't. Yeah, of course. You can't stand still. Do you fit Tavernier and and Patterson in? Does Stephen Kelly get game time? That's what a lot of callers have been Absolutely. wanting to know. Does Morelos stay? If he goes, are Rangers better equipped now than they ever have been? Does Fashion Sakala look like he could? Step in there So it's funny Because for all Rangers were brilliant Last season It never stands still There's always something next Yeah and I think That's what we were saying Earlier on the programme About constantly moving forward Gordon And uh, I'd be interested I don't think they'll move away For the 4-3-3 That that much I think There has to be scope To change it within a game Depending on how things are playing And I think that's when It'll come into play That you might actually See a different type of shape And I think that's probably Spook the opposition Who may well have Set up You do all your analysis To, to contain the four three three, And then they might Just throw something out there So I don't see a, a, a big change Because as Gary says The continuity The personnel who come in They all know their own job And I think that's one of the reasons Why they had such a successful season Last year Because Guys were coming on And you were mm-hmm. not seeing anything It was seamless I, th- I think when Celtic went to a diamond The last two games And I know they didn't win the game But looking at the game From a football point of view The diamond caused them Some problems mm-hmm. And that's when Rangers might need to adapt, you know, on specific games. I'm not, you know, I think 90% of the games, the 4-3-3 will work. But there's there's those European games and the Celtic games where they might need to to have something to, to adapt to, to, to go to, to give them that tactical flexibility. See, see the diamond, and you're right, they did cause problems at that time. That was under the last regime. You're just wondering if Postacoglu will go with that as well Doesn't look like it and, and then you have to step back Because you made a point earlier on About you remember the League Cup final Where you thought There was a real signs at Rangers When Celtic won That Rangers were starting to make a motor uh, yeah. Because of the, 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 the shape And the personnel they had So it'll be interesting to see You know Because Celtic never won last year Gordon So it'll be interesting to see If they do go mm-hmm. away for something Just to try and kind of get that over But I don't, I don't think Postacoglu will play the diamond No For all the Success What that brings is Attention to, to your players And um, keen to see if, if you are on the same page Or different when, when Andy was talking the other night And I know you guys both Keeping a close eye on things at Ibrox The the one player Above all That he didn't want to lose From a Rangers perspective Would have been Ryan Kent yeah. I wonder if If you were to give me one name Would it be him Or would it be oh. someone else Well listen I, I heard Andy saying that the other night I think there's about four, And I'm going to give you a name But I think there's about Four or five guys Who you wouldn't like to lose You know Because of the contribution They made last year I'm going to give you one I, I love the boy Kamara I think he has come Into Rangers in, in the January window And he has really Kind of went to a level I, I honestly didn't think He could produce And I think that's based on The back of the Euros as well Gordon he, he was tremendous And I just think it's a guy If we could have about Rangers For a long time I think there could be A lot more You know you talk about Sustainable success mm-hmm. He'd be one of the guys I'd be trying to build The whole thing around about It is half time in Denmark It's Michelin nil Celtic nil Like we've been saying Throughout the 45 Clearly a, a good performance From Ange Postacoglu's yeah. side That cutting edge Probably hasn't been there Not really troubled the keeper But they've had a lot of the ball They've got themselves Into good areas And that 
Back five that everyone was getting so worked up about Between 6 o'clock and 6.45 Hasn't really been tested too much So what will the second half have in store? What about this teaser then? Jamie in Coatbridge got in touch He sent it to fulltime at Clyde1.com Asking you two to name 10 players who got 10 or more goals In the Scottish Premiership last season You're doing pretty well You've got Eduard, Nesbitt, Morelos and Tavernier Clark No J. Emmanuel oh. Thomas The Jet, jet. No <laughs> He said that was a, He said that was so, He looked over as well As if to go The Jet yeah, McGrath Yes Great He shout. got 10 Well That's done a good shout. He's on the list St Mirren Can they keep a hold of him Shankland No, no never got it He did not So well, let's the list Devante Cole Oh it's a good shout It is a great shout I, I, I was banking on that Being the one that you wouldn't get Well done You redeemed yourself After Co- Coached him in the summer did you? That's why he scored 10 goals <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant this summer there <laughs> Is that Did you actually right? some this summer as well? At what? Where? No, he lives down my way So I, I do some work with players who are out of contract He was out of contract last right, summer okay. Or players who are going back to their club And uh, I've done a few sessions with him last summer and this summer So I've kept in touch with him And that's why I know he scored ah, I didn't took know the that. credit for uh, <laughs> such a good season last year goal sc- a, uh, yeah, g- a good little plug as well Legendary goal scorer <laughs> yeah. Gary Caldwell Getting at the finishing By the way, I've been, I've been honest My finishing at the fives has been pretty poor I'll, I'll be honest Anyone else who would know Is it guys based down there I'd, I'd imagine Any, any other uh, names we would Nat know? Phillips At Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Burgess Dimitri Mitchell Who was up at Hearts Oh yeah I remember Just boys him, yeah. in the North the West uh, So I've enjoyed it It mm, gets me on the grass Never which, mind I'll get I you in there now I just, I'm trying to look after Mates players. rates for Alex Ray oh, yeah, yeah, He'll give you a fiver an hour He told me earlier on Right okay <laughs> uh, We'll leave it there Edward Nesbitt Morelos Tavernier Cole McGrath We'll get the remaining four And the second half From Denmark And A lot to fit in More of your calls next as well Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Gary Caldwell are here Still time for you to get in touch Show 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB A huge 45 minutes coming up For Celtic Gary How do they Is there anything they can do different in their approach Because all that's really been missing is that sort of Final pass That final shot at goal So is, is that something that can be changed by the manager Or how do they Because it's win or bust now 45 minutes Yeah for me they, Like I said First half they've got between lines Pretty comfortably But they've never really got down the side Or behind them And they've been very narrow uh, Michelin and how they've defended They've got numbers The width of the 18 yard box I'd like to see them try and Get between lines Then get You know Round the side of them Down the side of them And, and get some Balls across the face of goal, cutbacks, because I think to thread that final pass, you know, the way they've defended yeah. is going to be really difficult. Yeah, the problem they have is is because they defend so deep, Gary. So anything they're playing through, then the keeper's right on top yeah. of it because the ball's. Uh, That's why I think they need to then go wide absolutely. to try and get down the side. It's interesting because you have uh, Jamesy Forrest, who uh, is on the bench as, as a possible replacement for uh, Abada. So um, you, you may well have, may see him. Um, but other than that, you know, you've got a Yeti. I don't think they'll be taking uh, Edward off anytime soon. He's occupied both centre half pretty well. Someone's down though. A sore one process of elimination. David Turnbull possibly. Yeah, he's uh, he's no, I think that's Turnbull there, isn't it? Uh, I think it's, it must uh, be someone else I think it's then. a Michelin player that's actually down gone. 
Um, let's see, dodgy camera work. No, it's a badder. Oh. There we go. He's taking a sore one either on the, the heel or, or the ankle somewhere around there, but I'd imagine he'll be fine. What have you made of him early on in his, his Celtic career? Gary, he seems like one that the Celtic fans are pretty excited about. I think he's showed flashes. He, he's a bit inconsistent, but I think he showed in the first game and tonight, you know, that, that cross he had tonight, the goal in the first game that... He has flashes of ability and, and it's just getting that consistency into his game and, and more regular uh, actions in the final third that will make him a, a better player. Yeah, it was a really good press there by Celtic. They they set a trap and they had an overload and again, it's that final ball. Guys, you just didn't get it through. But again, uh, it was a threaded ball. Yeah, you know, of course. That, that's, it's very narrow in the middle. And uh, Sviachenko doing his best to help out his old team just slices one behind for a corner kick. So Celtic will have the chance... Uh, from the set piece again the pressing from Celtic those something Ange Postacoglu is big on and they're doing it fairly well tonight yeah, yeah to me that actually looked as if it was a wee foul on the referee didn't quite give it but you're absolutely right they are actually on the front foot that's twice that they dispossessed Michelin in the last 30-40 yards from their goal so you know it's an opportunity to put a good ball in from Turnbull coming in off that right hand side uh, comes in again there is a a big physical one. It's a wonderful oh, strike a from Callum McGregor. As good a strike as you will see. We're all we're only in July, but that will be right up there in Celtic's goal of the season contenders. I'm sure. Ange Postecoglou claps the hands. The Michelin manager can't believe it. Michelin nil. Celtic won. Forty seven and a half minutes gone. He's the man wearing the armband And he is the man who has stepped up to the plate tonight Alex Ray oh, As a midfielder who liked it. scoring from outside the box How good yeah. was that? Yeah, it, the technique is brilliant <laughs> Gordon Because he actually he actually controls it in his chest And it's absolutely unbelievable control And he just rifles it right into the postage stamp The keepers dive when it's on the way back out It was a tremendous strike And that's exactly what they needed Something, a bit of brilliance it's, That is it's outstanding And you know what he does really well? He doesn't try and hit it hard yeah. His, his touch is perfect But he doesn't lash at it He just calmly Strikes through the middle of the ball It's an outrageous was he, goal Was he working with you Through the summer as well? <laughs> <laughs> we actually we you, tried to to, you, you tried to tell You can imagine Gary Caldwell doing that Are you joking? Well, well, we you actually, can, we used to do it, it at Wigan it like At that? Wigan we had on a Friday We'd play Young v Old And we'd have a shooting competition and you got, for the byline Yeah and you get one goal For just a normal strike mm-hmm. Off the ground But if you kept it up and, and volleyed it you, you got more goals And obviously I never attempted that <laughs> I mean Alex Yeah the, the corner comes in from Turnbull It's headed out It's not bounced yet So McGregor takes it on his chest Try and word this carefully Because it clearly was a good touch I'm not trying to criticise yes. it But but he, it doesn't actually fall that far in front of him He almost has to let it kind of Drop right back on his left foot yeah. And rifles it But as Gary says It was a controlled though It's not Yeah you know, I, I, right I'll, I'll be corner. honest with you actually, It's all about the control Gordon Because that ball's coming out At a considerable pace Because the, the corner was whipped in The defender gets it out And I actually think it's a tremendous Because it allows him Just as you say Time. To get his foot over it And it just it, You're absolutely right It's like can I be, You talk about being composed And calm in that situation Because you know There's about three guys Charging towards you and he just mm. his execution's top draw, and this is the part Gary that football managers and players hate because they're always boring us with one game at a time and all that. But you just wonder how big a season or how important Callum McGregor could be because he's been so important before. But most people would probably say that maybe in the last season, season and a bit, that below his usual level, played a, like a lot of his teammates did, played a lot of football. But then all of a sudden, back in at the Euros, brilliant at Wembley, um, you know, scored the goal. For Scott, you know, he's going to be a history maker yeah. if you like. He went down in the teaser, scored the goal against Croatia. Um, 
Started pre-season well Does that tonight um, You just oh, Hold on Celtic With a bit of defending to do though Let's not get too carried away As the ball comes across the face It's the first time they've had to defend And it's fine It's out for a goal kick Yeah You just wonder if, if he can find another step up And, and uh, how important it could be Yeah I think he's a, An outstanding player The, the clear uh, pick to, to become the captain And hopefully that Inspires him It has tonight uh, With that goal uh, But yeah, a player I really enjoy watching, and I think he's whilst he's you know he maybe dipped below his own standards. I think they've been extremely high for a number of years, yep. uh, and the captaincy will will hopefully take him to another level. And I mean, was a worrying uh, chance for there was a two v two with uh, the, the young boy Murray at the back there, and uh, the Michelin guys going through. Do you know think he should be a wee bit more aggressive? Here, guys, back him up into the box and try and get a shot off. Yeah, as a defender option. there, you're you're praying he passes yeah. it because he's got him one on one just outside the box, and and it was it was a difficult pass, and he's he's overhit it by five or six yards. So that's Celtic just have to control the game in terms of when they have the ball. As soon as they lose it, they have to have numbers back to make sure they're never caught like that in a two v two situation. Yeah, they've got a corner now because Edward went down, free kick whipped in David Turnbull and cleared away for a corner. So Celtic have they've enjoyed this first fifty minutes, and they've now got. To be fair Alex The goal that they deserved Yeah without doubt Gorman You have to say I keep repeating myself It was such a brilliant strike And when you're looking At the edge of the box here You know Celtic have two It's players. on again as, yeah. yeah absolutely As opposed to I think uh, the, the wee wingers Trying to mark two of them But he can't do both So if the ball comes back out You would fancy uh, McGregor to score yeah, McGregor again McGregor does pick it up again um, you, you would like to think Mitchell and had uh, Learned their lesson But the, 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 clearly The instruction is To overload the box uh, And concede one At the edge of the box well played Greg Taylor He gives it to Callum McGregor It's going to be another corner to Celtic A really good period There's spell, yep. another, spell, another yeah. goal kill Re- this Really on top I think another goal would kill it At, at this moment But in terms of the corner they're, they're putting somebody out short To stop the short And that's what then reduces The, the man at the edge of the box Instead of allowing the short And then as it plays He goes out So it's just I think with corners It's always a numbers game isn't it? And you yeah. can't fill every, every area Yeah, I think Ryan Christie Gets his feet in a bit of a, a tangle And it kind of takes The sting out The attack Celtic do still Have it though um, God this, this is uh, All in Celtic's hands here they, they should be in total control here Because Mitchell, I don't think I can't recall uh, Bain having one shot nope. to save In 52 minutes So If they get that second game For me This is done and dusted That might have been a badder Who got his feet in a tangle And I've blamed poor Ryan Christie But either way Celtic do still have it And just comfortable finding Bits of space But they have to be Careful, I thought the flag was going to go up there But it didn't Turnbull finds Edward And again, is that going to be another corner? Uh, I think, think uh, Soros got a sore one Maybe about 30 yards out uh, was a Tricky little uh, mm-hmm. tackle here, Gordon I think we're going to rerun it in a minute I'm not sure whether he goes in And he goes over the top here But he clearly catches Soros Who's in a bit of discomfort He certainly is um, We'll get another look at it Evander's gone into the book for Mitchell And they do look rattled, Gary, you have to say I think they've been poor all night oh. It's a bad tackle that Yeah that's what I'm saying I, you, I, I said it at the time I felt as if he went over the top And uh, he's clearly caught Sorrow Gary So um, he's fortunate there Very Especially in Europe A lot of European referees Don't like any Studs shown like that And he's went over the top of the ball Yeah Sorrow looks like He's in a little bit of pain Let's see how painful This teaser is for you lot um, Ten players who got Ten or more goals In the Scottish Premiership Last season You're doing pretty well You've got Eduard Nesbitt Morelos, Tavernier, Devante Cole and Jamie McGrath. Any more? K-Mad Yep, 14. <laughs> um, Elanusi? Yes, 10. I'm going to... I've got another two names here. Um, Christy? 
No Turnbull No Right okay I've done my bit Surely I've got me on five there I got my grand You got my grand call Of the show <laughs> Listen, big, think big, you know, One thing I'm, I'm a team player I'm not like some of the characters On this show Any more for any more No that's me I'm, For I'm, now When I'm have we got left think, Can you give us a team um, Yeah I suppose I, Well I'll tell you One one old firm One non Right okay so And if you're looking The non old firm Is, is for a team That had a good season now. So it's obviously a Rangers man um, Try to think who scored the goal uh, Kent Yes We'll tear us apart again Anymore Right I'll leave the last one We're going to have to leave you with this Mitchell and Nil Celtic won a stunner from Callum McGregor um, So it's advantage Celtic As things stand they will progress um, But clearly there's a lot of football still to be played yeah. I don't know if Sorrow's going to make it though He's Yeah he's limping out I would expect him to come back right. on Yeah, There's one for you I'm just going to go in the car park Can you sort the television for the car park uh, So so guys can run me through a few coaching drills To get the goal scoring <laughs> up and running I think we could get I think we could film that I think it would go viral um, Right that's about that Best of luck to the likes of Hibs and Aberdeen tomorrow as well And then yes, hopefully absolutely. Celtic can finish the job That's us pretty much done You've just got one more to get on this teaser So you've got nine guys who got ten or more In the Premiership last season One to get This is your non-old firm one I'm saying he's a St Johnson player He's not So who are, who else had the Hibs? Yes And you've got Nisbet And it's not Deutsch uh, I've got my mind's been blank Um Oh, Bo- uh, Bo- Boyle, Doyle, what's his name? <laughs> the, wee, the wee winger. Pick one. You meet it's a team game. Boyle. Boyle. Martin Boyle, there well you done. Go. See, I'm going, you big <laughs> 12 for him. Thank you very much to Alex Ray and Gary Caldwell. Still Mitchell and Nell Celtic one at the moment. Whatever happens, we will look back on it all tomorrow. So make sure you join us with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL from 6 o'clock. In the meantime, you can stay right there because Callum Gallagher's got you next. He'll look after you for the rest of the night. And we will speak to you at 6 o'clock tomorrow. If you didn't get through tonight, my apologies. 0141 951 1025. Take it down. Give us a call back tomorrow.